The Word of God says, To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. This is a promise God gives to all believers, those who have accepted Christ. This chapter will explain what happens to someone when the second they die and their spirit leaves the body and earth can no longer hold them. First, we will discuss what happens to someone who has accepted Jesus as their Savior and will be going to heaven. Then, we will discuss what happens to someone who rejected Christ and is headed for hell. Whatever has brought them to this moment, whether natural death at old age, a sickness or disease, or an accident, it is always the same. As you draw your last breath and your spirit begins to leave your body, you will begin to feel weightless and float upward. If you look back, you will see your lifeless body. If there are other people in the room or area where your body is, you will also be able to see them and hear their comments. You cannot communicate with them because you have left your physical body and are now a spirit being entering the spirit realm. Yes, you do still care about those you are leaving behind because you love them, but you are now entering into the precious promise of God to be with Him. Unfathomable love erases any anxiety or fear of death you may have experienced even moments before. If you were sick, injured, or in pain before, you will now realize that all those symptoms have completely left and that you feel wonderful. Also, if you were elderly, you are now young again because age has no effect on your eternal spirit. The life of God now flows into your being. You will have no fear because the peace of God will now become your constant companion. At this point, some people still do not realize they have even died because they still have their senses and can touch themselves. It is hard for them to comprehend. They will still try to communicate with others that they pass by and wonder why they do not respond. If not already present, the angels will appear to escort you on your journey to heaven. Their magnificent beings still aglow from being in the heavenly realm. They always know your name and always assure you that all will be well. No one is left to find their own way. If it is a child or baby, they are carried by the angels. They never experience fear or sadness, only tremendous love. There is no hanging around or a struggle to find a way to cross over. No one's spirit can remain on the earth for very long. There are various ways to be taken to heaven, including chariots. If Jesus comes to escort individuals, they get to go in the Lord's own chariot. It is rare, but sometimes loved ones are allowed to see you leave or to see the angelic beings who have come to escort you. One of the normal ways you are taken to heaven if you are to remain there is by a transport. These transports come in many different models, so they may not all look like the one I saw two years ago when I witnessed someone boarding one. Not only could I see the ship, but the two angels who were escorting the woman. She looked amazingly beautiful and young, even though I knew she had been very old when she passed away. This transport, as shown in the illustration, looked something like a cable car without the cables. The lower part was made of a solid substance that looked like burnished pewter. Ornate panels on either side of its doors were gold as was the trim that ran down both ends of the ship and around the bottom. The light emanating from the sides as well as from beneath the ship was a brilliant white with blue highlights. This could be the bright light mentioned by some who have had near-death experiences. The upper part of the transport is like glass, 
you can actually see through it. Can you imagine how exhilarating it must be to streak through the universe and see everything on your way to heaven? You usually enter from the side of the craft by way of steps that appear from nowhere and have no visible means of support. How supernatural is that? I was told that sometimes people are also brought up through the bottom entrance, which I could not see. Sometimes angels navigate these crafts, but usually people are chosen for this position before they die. They become heaven's pilots, not because of their prior flight experience, but because of their heart for people. They have a natural ability to put people at ease and to share things about the new home they are going to. Heaven's pilots are the first contact individuals have with heaven and therefore must be trusted by God to portray his care and love. It is a high honor to be chosen for this assignment. It was truly amazing to be able to see a transport close up. The angels who escort these transports all wear white gowns with purple sashes at the waist and purple on their cuffs and hems. They also wear narrow purple bands on their heads. At least one of them carries a sword. Once boarded, the transport leaves and continues to the atmosphere at speeds we only dream of until they arrive in the third heaven. Once the transport stops, you will be escorted out and left in the care of other angels and or people whose job it is to welcome you to heaven. Many times Abraham will be there to greet you. Sometimes the gates will be visible from your disembarking point, but sometimes they can be some distance away. Your family and friends who already dwell in heaven will run to greet you. There is much joy in celebrating going on at your arrival. All this time you will be overwhelmed by the presence of God and the beauty of just being there and experiencing the sights, sounds, and aromas. You feel like you have truly come home. Just when you think it can't get any better, Jesus comes. You are now taken into the throne room where the redeemed and angels worship and rejoice together. Worship can be singing, dancing, and bowing before the throne. Many times Jesus will dance with his people. Everyone wants to touch him. There are times of celebrating and times they lay prostrate before the king of kings. On the way to the throne, you are greeted by all those whom you pass by. As you approach the throne, the brilliance of the Father begins to overwhelm you. The living creatures proclaim his holiness. Revelation 4 You can hardly bear to look upon the glory of the Father as he declares his love for you, fire and lightning proceed from his presence, and awe falls over the throne room. Everyone turns to watch as you are welcomed home. Just when you think you will collapse from the weight of the glory, God reaches out and holds you to himself. Never have you experienced such love and acceptance. All your preconceived ideas as to what God is like are washed away and the flood of love that goes right through you. It is unconditional love, and you finally know the passion that was in his heart when he sent his son to the cross for you. You are truly complete. Next, you are taken by your family to your mansion, which has been lovingly prepared for you. Everything you ever desired in architecture, style, or decor has been considered to please you. Even the landscaping of your property is suited to your taste. If you had pets on earth that were special to you, they're also waiting for you, recreated by a loving father. This is the time to enjoy your welcome home party. And then 
You are taken on an extensive tour of heaven by your family and or friends. You visit all the wonderful places your loving Father has prepared for you to enjoy. He truly delights to give you pleasure. Now we will describe what happens to someone who dies without accepting Christ as their Savior. At first, they will experience the same exact sensations as the first person, but that begins to change almost immediately. They too will no longer be sick, crippled, or aged. As stated before, everyone's spirit is eternal, and once you leave your physical body, no matter what condition it is in, you will have a perfect spiritual body. You soon begin to feel the sinister presence which is coming for you. And then suddenly, demons appear and take hold of you with their claw-like hands. Horror fills you as the stench of death fills the room. You are unable to fight back because Satan now owns you. No matter how you fight or scream, no one will come to help you. Your family and or friends cannot see nor hear you and even if they could, they would be helpless to prevent what is about to happen. When you reject Christ, you become the property of hell when you die. They begin to pull you downward until everything disappears into darkness. You begin to feel the heat and hear the screaming and moaning of agonized souls. Even though your spirit was whole when you left your body, it will not remain that way for long. Hell is also a spirit realm, and because you are now a spirit being, you will feel every form of torture they have. As you enter into the yawning mouth of the underworld, other demons will start to yell in glee as they begin to mutilate your being. The pain and agony is real, and fear rules supreme as your mind begins to realize what is happening to you. All this time, the searing heat is blistering you, and every horror you ever thought has become real. There will be no contact with another human being. I never saw people together there. Other than the sounds of screaming and cursing made by those sentenced to everlasting punishment. You will never eat or drink again, although you will experience continual starvation and dehydration. Never again will you know rest or peace, just utter exhaustion and pure terror. Your mind will reach the brink of insanity, but never allowed to completely go there. There is no escape. You are there because of the choice you made, not because God rejected you. You will remain in hell until the end of the millennial reign of Christ upon the earth. Then hell will give up the wicked dead, and they will go before the great white throne judgment, where they will receive their eternal place of punishment called the second death, which is the lake of fire. God is merciful, but sin cannot enter into his presence, nor dwell in heaven because he is holy. If you do not receive Christ as your Savior, your name will not be found in the book of life, and you will be thrown into the lake of fire. Be sure you know where your destiny lies before you die, because after death it will be too late. Also, never stop praying for your loved one's salvation while they are alive. It may be the only hope of divine intervention to persuade them, even while in a coma, to seek Christ. Do you know where your eternal place will be?